0: Do you have team members asking you the same questions over and over again and you wish there was one place they could go to find all the information they need so they can do their work and be productive? Well, there is. Sweet Process is a software that enables companies to have a central place for all their procedures, processes, and policies. This makes it easy for management, managers, and their ground-level employees to collaborate together in the creation of those processes. And it also makes it easy to continuously improve these documents together. Sweet Process becomes the one source of truth, the one place where every employee, regardless of their role, can go to find information on how work is done. If you'd like to streamline the productivity of your company, start by going to sweetprocess.com slash one. While Sweet Process normally offers a 14-day free trial, as a listener of the One Thing podcast, when you go to this URL, you will get an extended 28-day free trial and no credit card is required. Simply visit sweetprocess.com slash O-N-E to get started. This is the One Thing Podcast where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Are you living a life by default or are you living a life by design? Most people go through their lives by default. They wake up. They check their email, they show up to the office, they check email again, they go to their first meeting, then they check email, then somebody asks if they've got a minute and they look up at the end of the day thinking they were so busy, yet questioning if they got anything done. Day after day, this is what they do. And they end up getting where they got by default. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't by design. And the things that we have learned is that the way billionaires set goals is they cast a vision for the future. They imagine what they want their life to look like someday from now, which folks, by the way, we don't have the immediate answer for. Most people hit the wall of, I don't know, and they give up the search, but not you. You know, you can ask a question like, what does an extraordinary marriage look like someday from now? What does extraordinary physical health look like someday from now? And push past that wall of I don't know and search for an answer. And then, based on that, you look backwards on your life and ask, okay, how did I get here? Where would I need to be five years from now to feel like I'm on track for that someday vision? And based on that, where do I have to be by the end of this year to be on track for my five? And so on and so forth. In this Part two, we will continue the conversation of how billionaires set goals, how you can think big, go small, and trust the dominoes will fall, and the models that you can follow along the journey. As you listen to this two-part episode, if you find yourself saying, hey, I really want to put this into action... Take a moment, pause the episode, open a browser, and go to theonething.com slash set my goals. That's theonething.com with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash set my goals, and learn how you can start doing this today. With that, let's get into part two of the keynote Jay Papazan and I did on how billionaires set goals. Can we get a few people that are willing to come to the mic and share something they heard, whether it was out of their mouth or out of a buddy's, that's worth sharing with this community as a whole? So I, this was a really fun one for me this year, or right now. I feel like doing this a year ago, I wasn't in the room, and it would have been a whole different experience, and I was able to get really clear really fast, just get down to it, and my aha was, I'm on track, which I
2: got. You know. Yay, that's awesome. That's what a great amazing. aha.
0: Yeah, being making some changes in my life right now and realizing that it is getting me so much closer and on track to meeting those huge goals that I've got. And I have never been in that place before. So thank you.
2: So for mine, I really struggle between wealth and contentment. And what was sharing my aha with my partner, I realized that wealth will lead to contentment. Mm. Contentment is the end-all goal to feel that. And wealth, I think, is part of the journey to get there. And that's I I wrote that down. Good. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So my aha was very similar to his. I'm going through and trying to, to determine which one I want to do. Like growth. Yeah, that's important to me. Knowledge, that's important to me. But at the end of the day, it's why do I want growth? What's the purpose of the growth? What's the purpose of the knowledge? And it comes down to I want freedom, you know, you and so those Whoa. things will lead me to what really my end goal is. So I'm distracted by the the qualities that I know I need in order to achieve the values and to make sure I, I am uh, true to them but never really got to what the actual value was. And this really, that was a real huge aha for me.
2: Now you can direct that energy. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. You You know, when I first started, I had 30 and it's great exercise. And I really narrowed it down. And at the end, the three I came up with, I could have probably just wrote those three down. It was the same. And, And my biggest aha was the fact that there's a lot of things I'm doing right now That maybe aren't in alignment with those three. And uh, great, great exercise. And
0: what a gift that is. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. David.
1: Okay. So how I knew it was definitely the right ones is when I looked at them and I read them over, it became very emotional for me. And I actually have a large family. And I thought that the first thing I would write down or would be the, on my list would be family. And in fact, it ended up being courage, vulnerability, and accountability. And I felt like if I have the courage to be vulnerable and hold myself accountable, that's how I'm going to show up to my family and in the rest of the world.
2: Love it. Thank
0: you. I, I took an intellectual approach at the beginning. And, and then my second one is, what other people think I should do? Hmm. And then my next one was, what do I feel? Hmm. And that was the hard one. And what I got to was, and these are pretty emotional, I got to joy, recognition, and growth. as my three. And then my aha was, my first priority is how I feel about it. My second priority is how I'm perceived. And my third priority is what I personally gained from it. Hmm. I couldn't have guessed that in a million years without this exercise.
2: So Love thank it. You. Thank you.
3: So my big aha on this uh, is is this that if my priorities are not in alignment with my purpose and my values then I'm going to be in internal conflict and I'm not going I'm not going to accomplish anything and I think I heard Gary say this a while back we tend as individuals we tend to judge our insides based on other people's outsides Mm-hmm. And we're in, a, we're in an industry where we put people on pedestals based on production and all these different things. But we really don't know what's going on inside of them and what's going on in their lives. And so it really drives back to our purpose and our values and what's most important to us so that we set our priorities based on what's important to us, not based on what other people think or what other people expect of us. We have to be true to ourselves. That was my big aha.
0: Love well, thanks. it. Thanks thanks for the thank you. Last five. Yep. My three were family, honesty, and uniqueness, and my big aha with this exercise was that I need to keep these three things at the forefront in my office every single day at work because my big aha was that with these three things in the forefront of my mind day in and day out, my everyday decisions, actions, and priorities become more clear.
2: Love it. You know where ours live? The top of our 411s. Mm-hmm. Yep. So every day when we look at it, it's right there, front and center. But if you want to get like posters made and put them in your office, go for it. And I mean, send us and, pictures. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is the first we're talking about relationships and goals. This is the first time my, my three member team came to a convention together, and you know to visit values, doing this exercise together. I, I can feel how powerful it is because doing this together, it's one of the first times we've done it in a while. So uh, I do appreciate that. And I could, even just that little
2: chat, we found like a lot of alignment just there.
0: And, and so. what, what you just said is powerful because we've had so many people that have gotten decks and done it as a team. When you start to understand what drives the people you work with, you can start helping them line up what they do with why they do it. That's very powerful. Yep, right on. Appreciate it, guys.
2: Love that.
1: I think I'm in trouble because uh, I picked three, but two of them aren't on the list.
2: That's um, okay. You can actually, I, we should have said it, you can write in what's missing.
1: So for me, it was to be authentic. But then I was mad at myself because I didn't pick faith and I didn't pick family. And I started seeing all these things that I wasn't picking then started thinking I was a bad person. But then <laughs> after I got past that, I realized it was for me to be present because if I'm present when I'm with my family versus distracted, texting, doing whatever, and if I am can be of value. So to me, it was to be of value, be present, and be authentic. So I, I thought those would help me gather some of the other things that are on the Thank list. Thank
2: you. I love that. So that's one, thanks for the transparency. And as two people you've heard that have struggled, like, maybe with an external judgment of what their values would be. And the first time I heard um, Brene Brown actually talk about doing the exercise, she struggled not to put family number one. But for her, courage was number one. And I think both of them have just shown it's not about what other people see, right? It's about what it actually drives you. And for her, she realized that by demonstrating courage was the best gift she could give to her family. So it doesn't, don't think about what your mom or your whatever is going to look at and say, oh, you didn't put that there. <laughs> When you connect the dots, a lot of times it is there, it's just underneath, right? That's the thing that's driving it.
0: Number one, uh, I'm only here because I got involved with the CAUSA group and they have an acronym FORWARD and the F in FORWARD stands for family first. I'm here today, domino number two, family reunion. And when I sat down in my chair, there was a domino card with the word family.
2: Mm, I love that. I'm
0: sure everyone can guess my one thing.
2: <laughs> That's great.
0: And my biggest aha uh-huh is I'm I'm 18, so I haven't made a whole lot of decisions. Yes. But, <laughs> but but the like two or three decisions I've made have all been based off what I thought I how I could get wealth, what's well, going to lead me to a lot of money, and then when doing this, it wealth, money, none of that was in my top three. It was. Adventure, leadership, and joy. Yes. It's showed me that I need to reevaluate my goals and where I want to be in five years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
2: That's cool.
1: For me, it's like kind of most important thing here. It's like wisdom. I think I'm naturally a spiritual person like you do, guys. <laughs> I think so. And this is the uh, my wisdom is coming from my love for the earth, for the people. That's why I love you guys. Uh-huh. And this is my the purpose. You know, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for your wonderful session. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming all the way from Paris. All right. Thanks for going on that journey with us. And it's funny is we've done this with some uh, members of our community, and they've done it multiple times. So just because you did it now, don't rush off and get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it, okay? And I mean, I'm happy if you do, but what I will tell you is it's okay if your values evolve, right? So go have a relationship with them, right? Go put them front and center so that the choices you're making are looking through that prism and you're asking the question, Is this line up with what I think my values are? And over the next few weeks, months, maybe this year, you'll start to get a more refined look and dial it in a little bit more. And that's a journey worth taking. Like, this was just the first step. Okay? Just the first step. The tattoo can come at next year's family reunion.
0: Let's dive into the tools with with a bit more depth. So, when we look at the GPS, it can be complicated. Just because it's a simple idea doesn't mean it's easy to do. So let us give you some pro tips on this to help you. We're going to dive deeper into the 411 because I think that's the tool that's actually going to benefit most of you. But when we look at the GPS, one of the biggest pitfalls we see is people try to identify their priorities before they know where they're going, before they know what the goal is. They try to take the priorities that are in their mind and and then form a goal that will fit their priorities versus getting clear on what the goal is and making their priorities align. Which is why when we facilitate workshops on this, it all starts with the goal. A great question you can ask yourself. Fast forward to the end of the year. How will I know if I'm successful? How will I know if I'm successful? And we hear a lot of agents that might say, I want to make $100,000. Okay. Or I want to grow, I want I want to do X number of deals. Okay, well, can you do that many deals and still lose money?
2: Yeah. Would you still feel like you won that year? No. Right? So how will you know if you're successful? Or you could do those deals and make that money and violate all three of the values you just identified. We then go to the priorities.
0: What are the top priorities, the major initiatives that are going to get us there? And they must be listed in order, of priority, meaning number one is really number one. And should you earn the right to focus on a second, it's number two. And should you earn the right to focus on a third, it's number three. And when you're a solo agent, guess who owns all of them? And over time, as you start to build a team, other people's names go next to them. And that's the next pro tip. Put a name next to each priority and strategy. How who many names? Owns it? One.
2: Who's really accountable for it? And They may have a team, folks, but it's really important to identify the person who's responsible for that goal. And you can acknowledge, look, I know that you're not doing all of this by yourself, but you now get to lead the effort. And that's where a lot of accountability comes from. If you put two people in charge of something, no one's in charge of it. That's just the way life works. Also, if you're solo and your name's next to everything, it's eye-opening. Okay?
0: So if you can understand, start with the goal then go to the priorities, make sure they're in order of priority, assign an owner, then you do the exact same thing with with the strategies. Just start with priority number one, what are the strategies, list them in order of priority, and make sure that there's a name next to it. Those few tips will transform
2: the quality of your GPS. And I can tell you, if you follow your top priorities as a solo agent, probably before the end of the year, you'll be able to afford pieces of leverage. It might start, right, with a, a transaction coordinator that you just pay per deal, and as you get more successful, those lower priorities that, you can, that have to be done, right, contract to close, whatever it is, you're being successful enough to pay someone else to do them, which frees you to be more successful as a thing that drive your income, right? It's a virtuous cycle. By being really good at your number one strategy on your number one priority, which is most likely going to be some form of lead gen, it's going to earn the right to delegate more and more of those tasks. That is the pathway to freedom and to owning a business. So the 411. You ready for us to blow your minds?
0: One of the challenges we see with the 411 is people go too big. So I have a sample 411 right here. And there are how many of you have never seen this template before? This is new to you. So there's a reason that Jay and I use this template and this is what we train companies on is because, number one, there's two sides to us. We're all professionals, yet we're also a person. We have a personal life. How many of you have been married ever or in a relationship ever? Keep your hands up if you've ever had conflict in that relationship. <laughs> Keep your hands up if that affected your performance at work. <laughs> right, right. We've got to have insight into the whole person. So if we look and say, okay, what are the major goals for this year? Okay, well, I know that I want to close 24 deals. I know I want to create a dominant brand. I know I need to build more systems for my business. And in my personal life, I really need to strengthen my marriage. And man, that Beyonce workout plan is attractive. (sighs) I can lose some weight. The first challenge is that people put everything on here and they don't know how to have a relationship with one goal and they wonder why they're failing at having a relationship with five. So I'm about to give you some permission. Think big. Go small. Trust the dominoes will fall. If you could only start by having a relationship with one category, how many of you would it be professional? How many of you would it be personal? Start there. Start by picking one side, and if we say, you know what, it is my personal life. You make the list of things. If I could only do one, strengthen my marriage or improve my health, which matters more? Let's say I say it's it's okay. It is marriage. Okay. Well, here's the challenge with strengthen my marriage. The way that's written, how does that help me be appropriate this week? It doesn't. It's too vague. So this is where we need to tighten it up. How would you know if you were successful strengthening your marriage? What would we see?
2: Still married. (laughs) Seems like a low bar, but I will take it. That's a good... You know what? That's the start. That's the floor right there. So I, I went through this exercise, by the way, and this is
0: on my 411. I know my wife and I, our marriage is strong if we feel like we're connected and we're growing together. Well, what's one thing I can do to make that happen? Date night. Date night. Okay. Well, how many dates would we have to go on on a monthly basis to feel a sense of connection? Two. We, we picked Ten three a month. Somebody doesn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We though. we picked three. So yeah. over the course of the year, that is. Watch what happens. You just created an accountable goal. That's a goal I can have a relationship with. Because if my goal is 36 date nights for the year, how many do I have to do this month? And let's assume that February is ending and we're going into March. I can ask what's one thing I can do this week to make sure I go on three date nights? (laughs) 15 minute time block. To book, sitter, three times. Do you see how we just took something big like strengthening your marriage and actually made it more accountable to the point that we could break it down to the mark of success this week is if I sit down and text the babysitter. But if I do that, I'll have three dates And if I have three dates a month, my wife and I are far more likely to be connected. I went on this journey last year, about halfway through the year. um, It happened. I showed this example. And thank you, Claire. um, Took a picture because it showed that I was supposed to be at like X number of dates. And I was halfway there. And she texted Amy, my wife, and went, how do you feel about that? (laughs) His wife said, if you show an example of you being behind again, I'm going to punch you. Yet, I changed my activities because the purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment. I can genuinely say for the first time, I feel like I'm actually standing in front of you, not as a businessman with a family, but as a family man with a business. Yay.
2: So one of the things that the the secret sauce here is a lot of people write down their goals as an outcome. And what you just witnessed him do is translate that into activities. You can't time block outcomes. You can time block activities. It's a 20%. So it's okay at the annual level if you want to make $100,000. But everywhere else, you've got to be translating that into the things that you will do and time block to make that outcome happen. Does that make sense? The end of the road can be... A happy marriage. I get that. But the activities, as soon as you can, minimum monthly, and then always weekly, that's what you're time blocking, is the activities that make those outcomes happen. It's the biggest, I think, mistake people make in goal setting because they have an outcome, but they don't actually, haven't done the hard math of how do I make that happen. And it's not even that difficult. You just have to think about it, a little trial and error, and you get there. So if you can
0: understand what your values are, And if you can look and see what is it that I want to accomplish and understand like how does this line up with my values and get out of results land, get into an activity and you have a date with that goal every single week, even if it was just one, it would change your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say we're giving you permission to go small. Prove to yourself you can have a relationship with one goal. And then earn the right to have a relationship with the second. And over time, you can get to the point that you can have five or six things on each side,
2: but you've built the muscle of doing it. So, the the first thing is learning to translate it, then learning to live it and translate it. And Gary was sharing with us like the successful, most successful people, they'll see that three date nights. They're not waiting till the last week of the month to do that. (laughs) Yes, you can do that, right? The 28th, 29th, and the 30th of the month, we're going to have dates so I can check this box. And that might even work, but people who are really committed to those goals, they front-load them. Because life will happen. right? If you're really committed to that goal, and this is what a great coach, like Claire, texting your wife is right at the limits of my accountability, right? But she's a coach, and she wants that to happen. She wants the outcome to happen. You front-load the goals. If you have to do three appointments this week, try to have them all done by Wednesday, right? Don't wait. We tend to procrastinate. And what will happen is you'll get to the end of the month and Jeff will do two dates instead of three. Well, guess what he's got to do next month now? Four, and it gets harder and harder to catch up. And a lot of people just throw in the towel or they lower the goal. And how do I feel about people who lower the goal? You don't like them. (laughs) No, because they are letting themselves down. They are stepping back from their potential. But right off the bat, front-load it, folks. Go ahead. You can think really small, but don't wait till next Friday to start. Start tomorrow.
0: Imagine if your career was a sports game. Do you want to play with a lead or do you want to play from behind? Most people want to play with a lead. Well, it's February, folks. Are your activities reflective of that? How many of you have kind of been saying to yourself, oh, the year just got started. I got time.
2: A lot of people are probably already behind. So front load it, life's going to get in the way. You know what, and you still have a lot of time. Yeah. To not only get ahead, but to not get out of the park.
0: Well, there you have it. Part two of how billionaires set goals. I've heard Gary Keller say this in Mastermind several times. He shared that you can be anywhere you want in five years. When I really thought about that, you think everything that you could possibly want out of your life the relationships, the rewarding career, the finances, the health, everything you could possibly want can actually be yours in 5 years. It also requires that you understand that the purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment. It's not about achieving the result, it's about using that future result to determine how you have to behave today. This is why thinking big and going small is so important. It's great to set goals. It's great to have a vision for what you want out of your life. Yet if you don't, break it down to a lead domino, a two-inch domino that effortlessly, with the flick of a finger, you can knock down this week that would automatically unleash a domino effect in your life. If you don't know how to do it, then you will constantly find yourself hitting up against ceilings of achievement, constantly finding yourself having a vision for your life and then feeling guilty, having a vision for your life, yet struggling because you're looking at where you are and feeling like you should be further along. It doesn't have to be that way. This is why we hope that you'll make a commitment to being a practice leader, to not just listening to this episode and going, that was a great idea, I should do that, but do nothing, but be the type of person that will actually pause and put this into practice. That will go through the goal setting to the now process, that will have a GPS, that will do a 411, that will have time blocks every single week where you update your 411 so your planner matches your priorities. The person who goes on 66 day challenges to making those models a habit that sticks. If you're that person who's saying, I want to be that practice leader, then we want to support you. And the best way that we can do it, the highest way that we can support you on that journey is at theonething.com slash set my goals. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash set my goals. We are looking for people just like you who want to become practice leaders so we can lock arms with you and help you achieve more than you thought possible. Will you take this first step and join us? If this episode has brought value to you, who's somebody do you think needs to hear this? Whether it be a friend, a teammate, your boss, a customer, would you share it with them? And while you're at it, make sure you've clicked that subscribe button because we've got more great episodes coming up. And when you subscribe, those future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice. And while you're at it, please, it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. We are on a mission to help people better invest their time. And one of the best ways that we can do that is when you leave a review, it helps us reach those people. So please take a moment and do that. We really appreciate you investing your time with us today. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode.